What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? Four Fit Podcast is back, coming at you in quarantine still. I'm Matt. With me, as always, is the Big John Stud, the J-Lo. Go, man. The wild one, Wild Bill. Yeah. How you guys doing, man? We're going to touch base tonight. We're going to go around the gamut, it looks like. Little little Phillies, little Sixers, little Eagles. Maybe maybe pepper in some, some union talk a little bit if Jesse is... Uh, Feeling, feeling up to it? If he's still awake after we talk about Sixers? Well, it also depends <laughs> on how the second half goes, too. Oh, okay. Well, what's going on right now? Can you give us a uh, little... Half, it, they're at half. Still okay. no score. All right. But it, Jockey, this, no goals. This is the game to decide who's the top of the group. I mean, this is a big... For seeding for the, the, the last... For the elimination games, like, it's a big deal to, to be the top seed. To be one of those seeds, you get the easiest game. So they they really need to win this game. So hopefully they do. And speaking of our fight fighting Phils, we're in the middle of the eighth uh, against the uh, the New York Yankees. We're up two nothing in ex- some exhibition mat baseball matchup. Oh, um, they didn't even they so they didn't count that home run then. I don't know. I'm going off of my laptop. No, my they, they, they they counted it. It's not two uh, one. Two one fills, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that the uh, the run the Yankees got was there was the fourth out of the inning. Gotcha. Because they're doing all all like yeah, they're doing some weird they're doing some weird stuff. They're doing like like uh, like last night they went an extra inning or so. Yeah, the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies had ten batters today. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, why not? I mean, this is where you iron out the kinks, you know. Yeah, it's just to get guys' heads. Like, yeah, and I was watching the game last night, and I don't know how you guys feel, but like once I got into a groove watching the game and getting into the the actual game itself, I didn't really realize that you know there weren't any fans in the stands. I mean, they did a pretty good job of like showing like multiple camera angles on purpose to show like, oh look, there's a game going on with those fans in the stands, or they would like find the one camera guy in the in a section all by himself and make it look like kind yeah. of artsy or whatnot. But like, you know, you start getting into the game and it's, I really didn't, it really didn't bother me. So well, and they've got the, they've got the crowd piped in. So like you at least yep. hear that. So it doesn't feel as weird. Yeah. It, and it, and it really didn't, fe- it, it, it didn't feel weird and it didn't feel forced either. It felt, I felt like the crowd noise felt natural. So, and I wonder if the, you know, the NBA and the NFL are going to follow, you know, you know, put with that same approach. I mean, you think about it with the, with the NBA, what do you only see like four rows? Uh, you yeah. know, it's almost going to be like watching summer league bill. Like, you know, in a lot of ways, like a lot of those, a lot of those games, you don't even realize they're in a gym. You're you just get so involved in the, in the sport itself that like, you don't, you just, it nothing, nothing really, you know, bothers you in that in that in that aspect and it, you know i was thinking i was also i was talking to john a couple of weeks ago about it we were thinking about you know what if they you know how like you go to even to a sixers game it's like they have music for when they're on offense they have music for when they're on defense it's like what if they pipe that all into 
into the TV, you know, or even take it a step further. It's like during timeouts, they somehow, if you like, if you're on Twitter or some sort of social channel, you can then like, they can do all the, their little contests that they normally do on the scoreboard where it's like, you know, follow the basketball under the cups and like, what cup is it going to be? Yeah. Underneath? And then like, you can like hashtag or like comment in and like, you know, just for something to do during timeouts or whatnot. I'd love to see in 2020, somebody be able to do like a green screen thing where they superimpose fans in there. I don't see why they could not do that in 2020 with, with all the technology we have. They have games, like exactly right now in this Yankee Stadium, they have games with the same video feed. Why can't they just overlay fans in the stands? Oh, kind of like how they overlay the, the ads behind the, you know, yeah. when they're at bat and stuff. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. It would, look, I mean, it, it would look cool for TV, but it would look stupid being there, obviously, because it would, you know, obviously there wouldn't you wouldn't see anything, but... Right. On TV, I think since everyone's going to be watching from TV, it would it would make for kind of a fun uh, a fun yeah, thing if somebody, if somebody could do it. Moonshot. <laughs> Here's our new closer. What happened? Moonshot tie game. Oh come on! I'm, I'm on delay. No. Uh, uh. <laughs> so apparently the score is now tied. Perfect. I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Phillies. You know, as as messed up as, you know, the whole process went with the MLB trying to get baseball back. I'm just glad it's back and, you know, it's it's back to some capacity. You know what I mean? Yep. Glad um, just something's on, whether it's I was watching Cornhole Championships or, oh, boy, there's that home run. <laughs> uh, back, 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 gone. Um, didn't even move, dude. He just stood there and turned his head. <laughs> it's like later, dude. It was a moonshot. Just, you, you like watching this go. I love when they're fielders, the outfitters just do that. When they don't even like move, they're like, yeah, it's gone. Tell you what, I really like Joe Girardi. I had my reservations he, about him. He's I, such, he might be one of the most underrating signings of in Philly sports in the last 20 years. He's kind of the calming force that's going to steady our young talent and like get the most out of our veterans. Like know how to give them days off and like yeah. he's what this team literally needed after Charlie and what, it took a, a winner guys to get here a winner it just a guy that can control the clubhouse but gets it you know he's an old school guy like I'm sure he listens to analytics but like plays the game off of hunches and feels a little bit too as a catcher so I don't know like it's gonna make watching Phillies baseball fun again I think it's not gonna be like I don't know. I'm so fucking done with the Gabe Kapler experience. Like, right. yeah, I'm so fucking done with that fucking Mo Ron. Hopefully, it's fun watching some of these young bulls grow too. You know. Well, I mean, we have an MVP candidate. I mean, potentially Bryce is going to have a big year. Big year from Bryce. Forty-five dingers, 115 ribbies. Oh wait, 60 games. It's going to be tough to get to there. <laughs> it's going to be like that one a game. <laughs> Not just that, but I mean, Boom has been playing well all summer. All spring and into summer, like. And now we got what Hazley's. I guess I, I guess our center fielder now. Like it's his job to lose. I mean, he's coming up at a triple A. I mean, he was up and down last year, but I mean, he, everything I read is he, he he it's his job to lose right now. So I mean, he's he he's young talent. You got Bright, 
I mean, with Reese, and then, I mean, Segura's, you know, I think he's just a placeholder. If you're right, I'm, I'm ready for Bronis to jump in. But He, he, he just got a doink today with, like, a 90-mile-an-hour fastball right in the hand. Yeah. Segura. Yeah, he'll be out. Uh, I like Didi Segura, uh, Didi. Gregorius. Gregorius, however you say he, that. He, he's he's a, I, love his, I, love his, I love his at-bat music. He's and then we got I like Scott Kingery at second base. Like, he's... He's a great eight hole hitter. Like, like we have a really good team. If Nola and Wheeler can be the one two, if they can be the one two, and then one of these boners like Velasquez or can be a half a starter, like give us half a starter for a third starter. Velasquez looks really good this year. He does everything for the first like three weeks, and we're like, this is the year. And then like out, he'll be four and one as a starter, and then he gives up like fourteen home runs and eight innings. Well, the difference is he's got a cut fastball now. I hope so. You know, I mean, sometimes it takes guys a little. I mean, he's still young. It's not like he's like old. He's probably what twenty five, twenty six, something like that. Well, we elite. we have a better pitching coach now too. That's true, because we let our, our our previous pitching coach go to the Braves and turn the Braves into the best staff in baseball. But yeah, it's okay. He wasn't a, he wasn't a, an analytics guy. Get <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Like once he was gone, that other idiot that came in was like, "I want you to start throwing like this," and you know, you would I hear know, the like, other pitchers. You need to start getting on the shit on Matt Klintek train. I need some Jesse Heat on Matt Klintek. He's the. I'm. You know what? I'm giving that fucking nerd some time to to get JT done. If, if uh, oh my god, they're gonna be started. If we somehow don't get JT, dude, I'm done. Like he better leave the city of Philadelphia. He just better leave. The trade of a, a number one pitcher for a rental player. Yeah, maybe, maybe Bryce should have done what uh, Patrick Mahomes did and leave some extra money on the table. He did leave money on the table. He has a great contract. It's just we're going to be paying him until he's 56. Yeah, yeah, great. It's great. Super. But it's a low annual salary to, to, to keep the uh, uh, cap. The, the upside's huge. It's huge upside. Yeah. He puts fannies in the seats. That's great. And that's a fannies in the seats that we can't sit in right now. But yeah, so, so did Jim Tomei when they signed him. How did that work out? Nah, Tomei wasn't to the Bryce Harper level. Uh, he was a superstar. To, for Tommy's their, a Hall of Famer. I think he should be a Hall of Famer. Tommy, Tommy was a superstar to get people in the seats for Citizens Bank Park to open up. It was, and here's how fucking stupid that was. They knew we had Ryan Howard hitting 30 homers a year in Lakewood and Scranton ready to come up, but they were so fucking worried about sign, putting butts in the seats, they signed Jim Tommy and kept Howard down there for another two to three years yep. when he could have been up here crushing it. But they kept him, their fucking thumb on him for so long. It's such nope. a, it makes me so nuts. The only good thing about any of that was the fact that um, Ed Wade wasn't able to trade him. Because the oh, one summer guy, that piece of shit bag. They almost traded him for um, the catcher and then one of the shitty pitchers from um, the Pirates. That uh, had like his, his wife was like a playmate or whatever. Trying to think. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) You got my attention. But yeah, like Ed Wade got real close to trading Ryan Howard. I just, it's just comical. Like, like how, like they just, just, I don't know. It's like, I read an article today about like, can Nick Williams be salvaged? The guy said, the guy just doesn't get playing time. He's the right fielder behind Bryce Harper. When he plays consistently, he crushes the ball. Where are you going to put him? It's not his fucking fault. He has no spot on the team right now and probably won't. Like, they make it seem like he's not good enough. And it's like, 
Well, he plays right field predominantly. That's Bryce Harper's spot. So where are you going to put him? Left field? Okay. But that, you know, it's a new spot. And we already, you know, we already have a left field. I don't know. It's one of those things where. Trade him for some pitching talent. We probably will. I mean, you know, because that's, that's where Jay Bruce is playing. And uh, apparently Jay, oh, my God. What, what the fuck is this? Ruben Amaro is a color commentator for us now? No, yeah. for the Yankees. Oh, my God. He goes from Boston to the Yankees. What a jamoke. <laughs> Takes everything, all the work. Uh, you bite Pacula. your tongue. Pacula does all the work to get Jason Worth, Victorino, Joe Blanton, and then this jamoke. Trades away Cliff Lee for fucking Philip Omont. That was a great fucking move. Great oh. fucking move. Look, they, we needed a washing machine, okay? They offered <laughs> the Phillies, offered Ryan Howard for Kip Wells. Yeah, I mean, I just. And the Pirates I, turned it down. My heart rate doesn't need this right now. My blood pressure doesn't need this right now. Oh, my God. Well, let's keep, let's keep, things, let's keep things on a positive tick. A bottom of that Sixers, baby. Let's move to the 10-9-8. The 10-9-8 76ers in that bubble. The 6-2, the, the, they're at the go 6-2, maybe 7-1 in this eight-game span. Staying at the Grand Floridian down there in uh, beautiful Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. Are they all at the Grand Floridian? They're, they're all at the Grand Floridian. That fucker's huge. I was fortunate when I was... 13 my grandfather took me to disney world and we stayed there for a few nights it is a beautiful resort oh but wait by the way real quick quick ruben amaro will be featured on pre and post game shows um all season long oh huh. i'm looking forward to it rube that's what i thought to you because he had a philly shirt on man that's yeah. what I because earlier, earlier today when i was watching they were making the jokes about the t-shirts and they got him a whole box of the shirts because they always like to all wear the same uh, T-shirts. I so, mean, get used to that. I'd I'd rather listen to Ruben Amaro than um, uh, Chris Wheeler, uh, T Mac. Oh uh, fuck, T Mac! I want him <laughs> gone so fucking bad. I want. Can we have somebody from Philly just be in this spot? Why can't we put like I, Scott? Brandy? I'm concerned for T Mac's health. Right Why now. can't? Oh, he got huge. He does not look good. He looks like he's about ready to like collapse. We never should have let Scott Graham leave. Or implode, one or the other. I love Scott Graham. He was great. And, or just bring Fransky and L.A. up to the big time. I L.A., love baby. Fransky and L.A. have such a good – and then you throw Kruk in there too. But they oh got, my God. L.A. has got, this... got such a smooth radio voice for the calling on the radio. There's, think... there's not enough booze in the stadium to get those three guys together. Yeah. <laughs> and then well, you no, think it's, it's... Mike Schmidt on like Schmitty on a Saturday, like Sunday game like he does because he does like Sunday home games. Yeah. You mix in Schmitty just bitching that crock for being a slob and shit. Like, it's great, dude. Like, I don't like, have another burger, John. Like, they, like there it is. They Stupid. couldn't have. Bad fuck on the air. <laughs> they, they couldn't have L.A. talking about hitting guys, putting putting a ball in the guy's ear hole and, like, you know, we should really hit this guy. And He would be so drunk by the fourth inning, like, on TV. They'd be like, put your pants back on, Larry. Put your dick in your pants. And, like, <laughs> If he wasn't the ripping the, the players, radio, Larry, there's no kill switch. You're if he wasn't TV. ripping the players, he'd be ripping the owners. Oh uh, yeah. Now, now, LA, yeah. Now, I mean, I guess they kind of have that built for radio, like Matt said, personality. But they should bring Lenny Dykstra in for like a Saturday game. Oh my, oh, God. he's a train wreck. 
I know, but they want to get, get funny. They, they, get funny. they want to get fined. He went from being funny. I agree to kind of being like sad. It's like a yeah, I'm yeah, not. yeah. And now, like the weird shit he says to like hot girls on Twitter, it's just like bro, yeah. uh, bro. He, you were, you know, I, 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 I think he'll be in the headlines eventually. Not, not a good, not in a good way. You know, oh, he yeah. lives, lives his life pretty hard. So, I think he's well, gonna. But yeah, no. I mean, speaking of living it pretty hard, I think uh, these players out in Orlando having to, having to, you know, rough it, you know, rough it at the. Uh, so, know, so I got, a, I got a question for you guys. Go ahead. And, well, Bill, you brought up earlier before we started recording. Um, a statistic on all the negative tests for uh, all the negative t- COVID tests in the M- NBA. What, what was it? 340 some players. The entire league. So the entirely all negative. All, everybody tested negative as of today. As of today. Well, guess what today also is? What's that? Ben Simmons' 24th birthday. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you guess, guess what he got for his birthday? I think. Um, I think hopefully, all right, and I, you know, shame on me for putting this out in the universe, but hopefully this time tomorrow, we, we still have a full negative testing of, uh, of players, but I don't know. I think there, I, 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 I'd like to think, and I could be way off basis here, but I kind of think they got this place on lockdown a little bit. Like, yeah, there's probably way to get out. It's not like, Arm guards and shit, but I I really think like the superstar players aren't gonna let God like I mean they'll let them do whatever they want like so they're basically gonna use rectum thermometers on all the strippers that they're allowing into the bubble pretty yeah. much for pretty for much. Ben Simmons' twenty fourth birthday is what I'm, you're saying. I'm pretty sure no one's allowed in the bubble. What? No one's no one's allowed in the bubble. Yeah, no shit, man. I wouldn't. Did you guys see the barbershop they uh, they put yeah, on the they campus? Yeah, they approve it. And uh, everybody's, I guess everybody, like, brought weed with them and stuff. And, like, the NBA's like, yeah, it's not illegal. Like, we don't test for that, really. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally, like, the one guy is, like, talking about, he's, like, the reporter's, like, you smell marijuana and you hear video games. <laughs> like, it's, hey, you know like, what? What else? Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes to keep those tests negative. Nah, I mean that's little, what it. Little, know, weed, oh. little weed, little 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 video games. Hey, Listen. you know, and I and I and I heard the, the the list of of places to order food that that is allowed to be brought into the bubble is pretty hefty right now because I heard like the the twenty four to forty eight hour quarantine that they need to do the food oh. that they were being served. Did you guys see the photos of that food? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it, it made the fire festival look like uh, uh, Shea Robert. Yeah, yeah, but the but the thing was that like what was it like a a, a small salad or whatever, and yeah. a couple and like fruit that was like the appetizer. They were still getting like dinner after that. Yeah, but I, I saw some of the entrees and it looked. I mean, yeah. look, it was like a, it, it was one it, step it, up it, from a link. It probably had it was probably for like a meal. You know. Oh, good save by the union there. Hell of a good save. Wait, John's watching the union? Mark oh, that down, Jesse. Mark <laughs> the calendar. What's today? June 20th. 
And you know what's even more impressive than than the NBA is the fact that MLS was able to get 1,100 guys tested and none of them got positive. What are they doing with the MLS? Are they in a bubble as well? Yeah, they're are they're at the Dolphin and Swan in in Orlando. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. Well, if only uh, ESP or Disney built a uh, football stadium or a uh, baseball field, this would this would all work. <laughs> you know, right now they're probably like, "Fuck, how quick can we build one of them?" Yeah. Right now they're ordering sod. <laughs> I just read that the games, the NBA games, they only, they're only going to have three courts available. Probably because of social set up with everything. Well, that's probably because of social distancing. Because remember, we were talking about it when this happened. Like they could get like five or six or seven courts. But I just want to have, I think, like three games going, like a four, like a four, a seven, and a not. Like they're going to have, I think, three games a day on it because teams are playing. Like I think every other day once it starts. So, so so you're saying they're going to do. For each time slot, they're going to have three games going at once. I thought I, I thought I read that before. It's that the only the way game, to get the games in, right? Yeah, like they're going to pick the best teams. They're going to get televised, you know, whatever, how they're going to work it out. And and they might do multiple games being televised on, like, right. how they do the tournament for, like, on that. So, but, um, yeah, no, like, they're looking to pump these eight games out within, like, two weeks and then get the playoffs rolling. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, they don't they don't want to have what happened with the, with MLS where like there's games at eight 30 in the morning. No, no. I mean, I think the earliest game that I saw is one o'clock on the, on, on the Saturday, like all during the weekday, I think four o'clock is the earliest game that I'd saw. Right. Uh, I mean, I mean, that could change, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, I think with they, you know, they want to be done before the NFL really kicks in the gear. Cause I don't well, you think about it. Like, East Coast games normally are seven o'clock. I mean, that's so. If, if you're living out in LA and you're a Sixers fan, you're watching them at four o'clock. No, I mean, but that'd be kind of cool though. If you lived in LA and your team plays at one o'clock on a Saturday, kind you know, kind of like the NFL, they play at one o'clock on a Saturday. It's you're at ten a.m. You wake up, some yeah. uh, kegs and eggs and football. Yeah, um, and then you got the rest of the day. I know, I do. So you're, 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 you're pissed drunk by 2.30, Eagles won, Carson throws for 3.85 and three touchdowns, and everybody's happy. So win, <laughs> win, win. Oh, man. John saying, well, you could have had four easily, but he overthrew Goddard by like yeah. a half. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. what it's going to be. Every that's throw matters. Be. I mean, I'm just saying, every throw matters. Every throw. He'll, he'll never have as many as Nick Foles has in a, in a game, so. Wow, that's true. Seven's tough. That game was insane. Yeah, well. Was that the Raiders game or the Packers? Was the the Raiders, Raiders game. Raiders away. And they were playing one of the worst Raiders teams in history. Oh, that's hey. Not many people have done that. No. Hey, you gotta play you gotta play who's in front of you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not taking anything away from that game. It was a ridiculous game, but like Jesus Christ. I think John would literally be at his precipice if it's the Bears and Eagles in the NFC Championship game and Nikki Six is the quarterback. I think wow. he's like, well, Nick, that would literally Nick be, be the quarterback of the Bears. That's recurring hell. You, you heard great, that here first. That's a great foreshadowing by you, Bill. We, we could have just like – There's no way that the Bears even sniffed the I'm telling NFC you, dude, I'm telling you right John. now, the Bears are built like the 17 Eagles. Bill, come on. You're better than that. John, way to go out back. on a limb that, that Foles is going to be the starter. Like, 
What way to go out on a limb there, bud. Oh, you're you're so against him. I mean, I don't know. No, all I pointed out was he's gotten benched or traded on every team he's ever been on. That's uh, all I've been, I've been reading articles that it's Nick Foles' job to take. Well, you know, Nagy like, brought him in. I mean, Nagy, Nagy had him in KC. He's an Andy guy, Doug Peterson guy. He he runs an RPO offense. Like I'm telling you, the set, the Bears are built like we were. They're gonna and, run the shit out of the ball. And they got A Rob, but like who's Al, his Alshon. They got like seven fucking tight ends. One of them's got to be good. They got you know a few good slot guys. They'll dink and dunk. And Nick, did Finn they get Jimmy Graham? Graham? Who, who's the tight end they signed? But there was a there was a free agent tight end. They, oh, they signed Jimmy Graham. They Jimmy draft, Graham. They drafted the number one tight end in the draft from uh, Notre Dame, uh, uh, Cole em, uh, Emmett or Emmerk or. But like, let, let's be real. Like, the starting quarterback for the Bears has been terrible since they drafted him. No, they has. And like. Nagy's probably looking over his shoulder like, fuck, if I don't win a, win a game soon. No, I did read, dude, that this is, he's on the hot seat this year. Like, they gave them an open checkbook when they, like, traded for Cleo. Like, they did a lot of things. And apparently, like, him and the media don't get along at all. Like, the Chicago has, Chicago has a Philly-type media where, you know, and, uh, like, I've seen that. Like, they're very contentious. Nagy's kind of, like, kind of Bill Belichick's them. Like, don't ask me questions. But they – Kind of give him the well, you ain't one shit to act like that. He's this is definitely they don't make the playoffs and win a game or two. He's out. I, I I'll, I'll put any money on it. He's out. Um, probably. I mean, and it, it sucks. It's always this third year, but it's like, you know, they had one really good year. They underachieved that year, and then you know, I mean, I guess that was a doink year, but it should have it, it should have not have gone to that. I mean, they were the better team on paper. Number if one they defense. had a better quarterback, they they blow us out of the water that game. Yeah, like, if they had Nick Foles instead of Trubisky that game, they win by twenty. <laughs> like that was a better team. I mean, they just had better better players than us, but we wanted it more because we had, and we had a leader, a warrior behind behind Kelsey. <laughs> won that game. Who threw a? I mean, the thing about it, that fourth down throw to, to Golden Tate, he was falling backwards and like threw it sidearm on a fourth and two. Let's like, get back to let's get back to the NBA. I know. Sorry. <laughs> he willed the win. He did. I miss him so much. I miss um, you know who I really do miss and we'll go back to the NBA, I promise. I miss Malcolm Jenkins so much already. I really do. I really, really miss I didn't think I would. But when I see him talking about the Saints and other things, I, I get like fucking sad. So until like, you see Kate Avon Wallace out there just like laying lumber. Yeah. You know, it'll be nice, but Jenkins just had that. Seen that branded arm, like when he has that brand. I don't know what the hell it was, but he has that branded tat on his or brand Yep, it's a, it's the like double a omega. Fired yep. up, like he's our Dawkins 2.0, the closest thing we've had. And I mean, Kavon Wallace is getting, I guess, you know, coached by Dawkins and some other guys. Like, but man, Jenkins, I wish we could have had any hope. But back to uh, back, I think it was, I think it was time. But anyway, oh yeah, now you know. Okay. I mean, I don't mean to. I mean, <laughs> we're switching back to NBA. I read a, I saw something, an article today. I, I don't mean to ruffle Boston uh, Giants uh, feathers, but they've got the Boston Celtics as a, as a moderate to low level threat for the Sixers on uh, this upcoming bubble season. Well, I mean, maybe finally somebody will say, you know what, John, you were right about this, and you know, we'll get Joey Dark on, and he'll maybe admit that or. If he's allowed to be on, I thought he's been blacklisted from the uh, 
We've got yeah. every time every time we bring him up, he gets a thumbs down. They they got a good roster and they're and they're healthy. They get, they're very well coached and I, I don't see you know, you know I think Kemba is really good. I think Tatum is even better um, than he was the last two years. He's he's just growing as a player. They got a deep bench. Um, I you know you just hope that Brett Brown's tricks that he has. You know, moving Ben is, is going to work and maybe show some different stuff. But other than that, like, I don't see what – still same old Sixers. We'll see. Tobias Harris looking pretty yoked. Yeah? I think he, I, yeah, I think he's been hitting the hitting the weights. Oh, you, it's great. You probably shouldn't during se- in season doing that. It's not very good for your jump shot. But who knows if they – you know, they, they weren't sure if they were going to have a season, so. That's true. Oh. Let's see how Joel Embiid looks. He's the biggest question mark. So it looks like the Bucks is still rated as a serious, imminent, and primary threat to the Sixers. Clear and present danger. The Are next, the next you, would be the Miami Heat, followed by the Toronto Raptors. I mean, Boston's – this article here has got Boston looking pretty, pretty low. Well, because we beat them three times this year. We match up really well with Boston. I do think – they have a much better coaching situation and top to bottom, a better roster, I think. But I think we have better superstars when they play at their, at their level. I think Joel is the best player of anybody on either team. You could argue if you, you don't have to agree, but that's my opinion. And I think when you have the best player in the NBA, you should win the game. Well, long as your supporting players are in the same category and Ben and Toby need that. And, and, and you're going on the record saying Joel Embiid's the best player in the NBA. No, between the Sixers and Boston rosters. Uh, understood. Got it. Okay. On the on those two rosters, I don't think I don't think that Tatum's might be a, a right at two or Kemba. I still think Joel is the best player on either team. And Gordon Hayward's not good. Any? Uh, no, I don't. I think Gordon. I put Gordon probably five. I'd put. I think it's a. I think it's a crying shame what happened to Gordon Hayward. No, I mean so good before that injury, he was so good. Completely. I mean, it just, it's unfortunate. I mean, but I would put Joel, Kemba, Tatum, Ben, Gordon, Haywood. I think Ben's the fourth best player of those two teams. Yeah. Well. But they have much better coaching and much better bench, and I think they have better role players. That, oh, I guess I, I think I, it's I, a more balanced roster. Yeah, where, they play. They play consistent because they have better coaching, so they we play. Might be, we might be. We might. We might edge them out in the talent. In in talent, but what would they have in coaching, and in just overall, just as a as a roster, like how it's constructed and how it's managed. Yeah, they 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 got us there. So they do. But do we you, do you guys also see Brett Brown prove us wrong. Do you guys also find it interesting, like, you haven't heard anything from, like, Elton Brand, just, like, on anything with this COVID thing? Like, just in general, it just seems odd that they're, it's all, like, talking to Brett Brown. But I guess you can't really do anything now. It's past the trade deadline, and there's not I much. I we'll get more stuff as the Orlando thing's going. We'll get more interviews and I agree. stuff. I think, I think there'll be more talk. I agree. And- Once we get a couple games going and, and things seem to be working, running smoothly – you know, I think we'll, I think we'll hear from more of the upper management. I mean, especially Elton Brand. Once we're three and zero, and we're winning games by fifteen, we're just rolling. Like we're rolling, we're rolling this game to see. And I was like, listen, we had to get Ben off the ball. 
in the half court set because he's bogging everything down. Let him hang around for rebounds, putbacks, and then he can pick up whoever's getting the ball full court if he wants. He's already down in the block. But basically, Ben, you just clean up on offense for now. You just and then what? And then what? I think Matt brought this point up over the weekend. But then, who? What's Tobias Harris? Who's he going to guard? Tobias is your is your is is basically your three, and that's what he's been all year. He's been your three. I still think he's a four, but. I mean, they paid, They put him at the three, and that's what's tough is he can't guard the faster threes, but he can guard like a Gordon Haywood, hey, um, but he can't guard like obviously like a LeBron. Or I mean, I mean that, that that's not fair, but you know the real athletics small forwards he he can't guard because he just he's just too big and slow. So that's where you know Josh has got to guard the best two guard on the team. Shake's got to guard the point, and Ben's going to – I think oh, Ben – Oh, you're saying – oh, okay. All right. And I think basically Ben – what I envision, and I've seen it, whatever, whatever page or not, Ben's going to become a better version of Draymond. Ben, Ben's going to become a better version of Draymond. He's going to do the intangibles. He's going to rebound, block shots, push to fast break, you know, hit a dunk here and there on the drive, put back. But he's just there to rebound, facilitate, and we're not allowed I, to talk about Draymond on this podcast. Draymond Green no. underrated. <laughs> underrated. Um, how about the Miami Heat? They're better. I mean, Jimmy Butler. They're very high threat to the Sixers. They are. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. I think when he plays us, he takes the game to another level. He has that ability. You so, watch him and he just wants it against us. <laughs> he wants to beat us. So remind me what's going to happen. We're going to play like 10, 11 games, right? Eight. Eight games, and then we're going right into the playoffs? Yep, and then the playoffs are how they are regularly, I believe. They've got some deadly shooters on that team, too. That if they get hot, man, look out. Dun- Duncan Robinson, 44.8% from three on only 8.4 attempts. Second Buckets. round pick, by the way. He was a second round pick. Pat Riley, of course, finds him. Tyler Hero might be the best shooter since JJ Reddick came out of college. Tyler Hero, 39.1% on only 5.4 attempts. Kendrick Ooh. Nunn, 36.2% on 5.8 attempts. Undrafted rookie, another Pat and Riley. George Drogic, 37.7% on 5.8 attempts. And Drogic, you get, you get hustle, you get. You, you get grit from him. Like, he's he's a vet. I mean, I wish uh, Elton Brand would have made the move for him rather than Josh Richardson, but I know probably the money didn't match up. Yeah, right. now the money, he's a, he makes like 20 some million. Josh just makes like eight, you know. And then, and then, you know, and then, you know, you also have a guy by the name of Jimmy Butler who, you Buckets. know, is also on that team. So, and, got, and their center. Their center plays Joel really tough. Bam, Bam uh, Anabayo. Yeah, he's a beast, dude. He, and he like him and Joel go at it hard. Like they yeah, talk Bam Adebayo. They yeah. talk matching on each other. Bam was it's like a fun to watch. Player. It's actually fun to watch. It is because Bam played at Kentucky when Joel was at Kansas, Ooh. and I think he played against them. But they, they 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 go at it hard. Like they play hard. I against. think I said this a couple episodes ago. I think my my biggest concern. Is the heat? 
Yeah, they're probably who I want to play least. I'd rather play the Bucks than the Heat, honestly. I really would. I'd rather play yeah. any team. The Heat and Raptors scare me the most. Oh. And if and if I and if I want to, if the Sixers are out of it, the Heat and the and the Celtics, that would be that would be some good basketball to watch. But who knows, man? You got the Milwaukee Bucks, which I think you know. I'm not really concerned about them. I think that we match up really well against them, and they don't want to see us. They want to play. We're the one team the Bucks don't want to see. I'm telling you right now. I'm not saying we'd win. We might lose in six or seven, but the Bucks, we match up so good against the Bucks. Yep. Uh, yep. And Joel just knows how to handle the freak. He get, he knows how to frustrate him. And you know, Jesse, what's with this guy's shorts on Orlando? Eh, he's a weirdo. <laughs> I thought he was wearing his underwear out. Missed it. Missed it. Big play right here. Big play. That's great. Look at how high he got. For our, for our listeners, we're watching the Union game on feed. Bango. Plinko, baby. Never doubted him. Lethal from the corner. From our Brazilian. They're always better down south. But now I think back to the, uh, the Bucks point. I mean, it's theirs to lose, I think. I mean, they got, you know, but the thing that sucks for the Sixers, I will say, that I keep overlooking with them is how good they play. Oh. I mean, being in Orlando is basically road games every game now, no matter what. Dang. So we, we're really a good home team. We have the best, I think, you know, the best, second best home court in the, in the, in the league. So it's yeah. like. So you're talking about the Bucs. It's not even close to the Bucs even being. In this conversation, this is the Lakers uh, NBA championship to lose. Nah, Clippers can beat them. Oh, wait, man. They lost Rajon Rondo. They're done. What? Well, Avery Bradley's not playing either. Avery Bradley, Bradley, they're done, dude. Big big problems in in Lakerland. And LeBron James is on a team. Anthony Davis on your team. Don't count them out. I'm I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. That was... You know, to Bill's point, when you have the best player in the league, the best player on the floor, it's your game to lose. You should win every time. I yeah. think. I think. Uh, yes, you got two. You got two. Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Anthony Davis is still it, nothing to. You know, it's quite interesting. It's quite interesting too because this would have been the year where like the Lakers and the Clippers would both play in the same stadium and it would, you know, there would be let, you know, no long road trips, you know? And it's funny how like now it's turned out to be like, it's the same thing, except they're in Orlando and everybody else is doing the same exact thing. No long road trips. to see how some of these guys, you know, react to that. You yeah. Know, performance wise, you know, absolutely. Because, you know, crowd energy. We all know, you know, especially from being, you know, Philadelphia fans, you know how the crowds can get behind a game. And, you know, we're, we're kind of like the sixth, the sixth, uh, the sixth member out there for the Sixers or the, you know, the 12th man, you know? Yeah. So, good. Speaking of 12th man, maybe they'll do what they just did in the MLS and live stream in fans on like the side of the side of the thing. They can live stream us in for Eagles games on those on like third and eights for Carson for support 
Well, Doc, oh, and you th- John are you throwing the three up. yards uh, below a guy or above a guy or in the grass? Third and six. Why don't you have And he threw it over the condor. You got, this, got this cuddles. You got this cuddles. Go out there yeah. and wing it, bro. I like the new one. Someone called him a – he's got the IQ of a potato. I like that one. <laughs> it's the same guy, dude. It's that same it. Twitter I I love troll it. that – he has like 15 accounts at this point. Twitter trolls are people too, Jesse. You keep track of that. <laughs> when you see the same thing, like word yeah, for word. Comment. I love it. Yeah, hey guys, I just thought of an original Twitter poll for the Forfeit Podcast uh, Twitter handle, which is at Forfeit Pod. That's F O U R F E I T for our listeners. At Forfeit Pod. Hit us up on social medias or email us at forfeitpod at gmail.com. No, uh, put, it, really, put it in our chat. Really original poll. Who's the better QB? Carson <laughs> 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 Wentz. That was a heat. That was heat. That was what they call en fuego. Listen, I mean, that's going to get so much traffic. Listen, I mean, we all, we are right something now. we've never really sp- like talked about yet. I mean, we're going to have to get around to that topic. Sometime. We, we hardly discuss it. It's crazy. Hardly discuss it. Hey, you know, speaking, speaking of Eagles and, you know, we touched on some, you know, teams, you know, battling, uh, battling for, for roster spots and stuff. I think Bill, I think you, 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 uh, you have a couple, uh, couple notes about, uh, some Eagles rosters that, uh, you know, are going to be up for grabs and it looks like, you know, there's, there's going to be some, some battling going on in training camp. Yeah. I think on the mainly, I think on the defensive side, I think we have one, one definite known starting cornerback. I think the other two are still a work in progress. I think, I think they want it to be Sydney, but they're not just going to give it to him. I think they're going to, you know, he's got to earn it, you know, and then you got Maddox and LeBlanc. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, it's it, it's it, it's it's going to be interesting to see who comes out of that, and then I guess does Mills take over for you know take over the starting spot, or do they give it to McLeod? And then the bigger issue is uh, linebackers. I mean, we have Nate Jerry is our most uh, veteran linebacker, and he's what was he like? Worth like rated like one of the worst like tacklers in the league or something? Like he gets to the ball the quickest, but doesn't make the tackle ever. <laughs> like. Yeah, <laughs> like awesome. and then T.J. Edwards, who played really good, but it's like an eighty. It's like it's like a hundred snaps he played, and they like his promise, but it's like a hundred snaps. Like that's like two games, not even. So and then uh, that rookie from Penn State, they like I forget his name, Sean something. Is it Sean Bradley? Sean Bradley, uh, uh, Temple. I like him. He's a tackle machine. He's one of those guys that just gets in there. So I mean, but that's going to be a you know. A, a void that we gotta, I guess, figure out. It's linebackers, secondary, and I guess uh, it's definitely going to be a big, big year for Nate Gary. I mean, he, you know, being a being a fifth rounder. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, he, he also played all sixteen games last year, which is also a nice thing to see. Um, it's tough. I yeah. I don't. I. I, I can he be Nigel Bradham? I don't know. I don't think we so. Could, but but oh. Something tells me we something tells me that we were we we've already we would have already brought him in the situation that something's up with him like like we're probably tired of his bullshit off the field. And and Nigel also hasn't signed with anyone, so that could be another Jason Peters thing as well. 
I think we would have signed him by now, though, dude. I don't think we would have, we would have let him be out there with the way our linebackers are. I mean, maybe maybe we are. I don't know, but maybe they're really high on that that kid from what Temple or whatever. Yeah, Sean Bradley, we we're just talking about. They like him, and then they really like T.J. Edwards. Like he's going to be the Mike linebacker. Like so, he's going to be calling the defense. You know, he, and and he played at Wisconsin. That's a big time school to play at. So, you know, I like that kid's tough as nails. He, his his knock is he's a little shorter with like shorter arms, but. I go fuck, you know that dude. As long as you can wrap uh, up and tackle, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you're a beast, you put your head in there. Like who's that guy that played for the, all those good years and um, Thomas Davis for the Panthers? Yeah. Same thing. They're like he went like sixth, seventh round because he was only five ten, and he had a hundred tackles a year in the NFL for like ten years. Like if you're if you play football, you play football. That, that um that all that guy from the Chargers we got too is probably in the mix. Yeah, and then I, I, I don't have much hope for him, but I'll tell you who I'm curious to see. I mean, they, 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 they keep saying he's not ready, but that kid, uh, Devin Baker from Colorado, the third-round pick, I mean, that's a pretty high pick for a linebacker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Davion Taylor. Yeah, Taylor, that's it. That's it. Uh, uh, I mean, I got to think. I mean, you know, they keep saying he's like a freak athlete who kind of plays like a strong safety in a, in a way, but – that's a third round pick, man. You know, that's a guy, but apparently we don't play our draft picks. We draft second round players. We're not going to play and third round players. So I guess, well, what am I thinking here? <laughs> Do they have players that are actually going to play? Uh, yeah, right. We draft them to develop. Guys. We're, we're, we're quarterback factory. I was speaking of quarterbacks, and I, I hate to digress, but I just stumbled upon this. And this might be, you know, common knowledge to you guys, but I didn't, I didn't know Matt Schaub was still in the NFL. Oh yeah, backup, right? Yeah, for the Falcons. Falcons, yeah. Yeah, cause he was he was a backup when he for like a while. Then he got signed in Houston, and he had two, three good years because Andre Johnson was a beast. Yeah, for him. But then he like got hurt and came back and threw like. Five pick sixes in like two games and like just never. Wasn't remember. he there with Arian Foster too? He had Arian Foster. He had uh, Steve Slayton his rookie year when he was a beast before Arian. And he had Andre Johnson who was a stud receiver. Um, and he had a really good tight end. I forget too, but um, oh god, who did he have a tight end? He had a really good tight end. Shit, it's gonna drive me nuts. But he had weapons, and, and he played well, but they were always like 10-6 and six and lost in the first round of the playoffs kind of team. Yep. Yeah, they always had, like, some good promise. They they were Yeah, they were always a playoff team under him for, like, three four years, but they never won. You think of Owen Daniels? Yes, Owen Daniels. That's yeah. who it was. He was good for, like, four or five years. He was really yeah. good. Yeah, they were they were they were a pretty stacked team there for Andre a while. Johnson was a top five receiver. They had a top five running back. I mean, that's I mean they 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 won games, dude, and they just couldn't win in the playoffs. They always choked. Yeah, like yeah. like the team that he's on now, the Falcons. They just can't get it done. But anyway, sorry to digress. I just I just haven't haven't heard Matt Schaub's name in. Actually, I didn't think he was in the league. So, like, I knew he was last year because I heard him come in when Matt Ryan got hurt in a game for like a series. Yeah. They called it, but I didn't think he would still be in the league. Like, I thought, uh, you know, that was, I got kind of was shocked when I heard that. You got to be like, backup quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts blocked him up. 
Six six million for four I, years. I wonder who had to crush on him more, Doug or Howie. Like who really pushed for that? Like who wanted him more? I'm curious. Is that how he fell in love because he saw Russell Wilson 2.0 happening and again? Well, I mean, Howie Roseman was voted the league's smartest GM. I mean, they got cute and waited an extra round for uh, Russell Wilson instead of round two taking him. But, uh, I mean, I mean, what uh, again, tell me who else you would have liked to have signed as your backup because I'm all ears. No, I'm saying Russell Wilson, like, they were smart to sign him. If he was your guy, like take him. Like if you think if you think he's a could be a starting quarterback and win NFL games, and you need a backup, then don't. I mean, don't throw a fuck around. Like get him, get him. But uh, that's why yeah, I don't think they'll fuck around. I think, they, I think, I think he was on the, the motto. The motto of episode forty-five: Don't fuck around. Well. Yeah. More is lost with indecision than no decision. Whether you're in a bubble or whether we're talking about backup QBs, don't just don't fuck around. All right, guys. Ben Simmons, your birthday. Play Madden and FIFA 2020. Yeah, I don't want to hear about you going out on a yacht and doing something dumb and eating, oh. a, and eating a box of nerds out of some chick's butthole. Yeah. I can't exactly. wait to see. I can't wait to see uh, Jalen Hurts on like a third and one. Unless if it's the dual flavored nerds. Well, don't be an asshole. If they're grape and cherry, then you got to go for it. Those are legit. (laughs) You got to at least give it a whirl. But if they give you like some sour apple shit or whatever, it's like, fuck you. I ain't want none of this. Just just keep it in the bubble, all right? Get your butthole out of here. God, we're 10 days away. Don't, don't, Don't ruin it. Those first couple of days, people were snitching and like leaving and shit. Like, yeah. And I guarantee the veterans are like, "Yo, dude, like, don't fuck this up." Like, like guys like I feel like guys like LeBron and the guys who want to win a championship don't want to have to worry about guys going to the club. So I bet you they're kind of policing the other players, kind of like, "Hey, dickhead, like, don't be a dickhead." So if LeBron wins one. It, there's definitely an asterisk on this. On this, that, that, that was debated a month ago on all the on all the sports shows on sports shows, and it was it was a pretty even split, probably because they wanted it to be. But how yeah. how, how does it have an asterisk on it? Because well, or 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 think of it the other way. How does it not? How is it? Because think about like getting these guys down there in the bubble, having them like you know conform to all these restrictions it the leadership that it probably takes to then still you know carry out a chip now i mean the lakers have a pretty stacked roster right like you said john it's 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 their title to lose but i feel like he could potentially display some leadership qualities that we've never seen before from you know a superstar player um in a very precarious situation that we hopefully will never see again in our lifetime. And, um, you know, I mean, you can look at it from, from that, from that angle. I mean, but I guess you have to play the games that you're, that you're, that are put on your schedule. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, there's no home court. So there's, that's a huge obstacle. It would be totally different if they were playing games on 
a court half the size or using a smaller basketball. But it's still a game. Like, we're watching Major League Soccer right now. It's still a game playing on the same size field, using the same ball and the same. So, like, it doesn't matter whether they all went to Rucker Park and played or down here in Brigantine played. Like, playing the game is playing the game is playing the game. So, I don't. What's that? Game dropping like a mofo. Rucker Park, the B team, you know, wherever you be, it's cool. Well, I mean, like, it's it's one of those things where it's it's like golf. I agree. Everybody has the same playing rules. It's not like any one team has an advantage. Like, oh, you got to be, you know, they're not playing the Staples Center every game. LeBron has his home court, so he's at home. Like, I do agree with that, that it's everybody has the same rules to play. It's all going to be the same. I I believe the playoffs are going to be the same as far as, like, best of – I don't know if they're changing the first round the best of five instead of the best of seven or – but, I mean – Imagine I need to everybody. Go win it. Imagine if you were the Heat and had to travel, you know, up to, you know, Toronto for a game, for a playoff game. Like it's and we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, that like it is exactly what you're saying, Bill. It's all even, everyone's starting fresh. So really now it's it's more everyone is, is on an even playing field. You know what I mean? Toronto doesn't have to go to Miami and vice versa. Everyone's in their own backyard, so everyone's fresh. Now there's so no travel. Should be, yeah. If anything, competition should be better because guys are rested. You know what I mean? They're not on a, a plane and, ride. And, and, and I think it should be better, John, because it's like people might feel that they have a real shot at winning one now because everybody's rested and it's like they're yeah. going into the playoffs healthy. Like even the Sixers and teams that are like, you know, maybe not in the – betting odds as winners but you never know man you can get hot you know people still can get injured and like things can change so i agree i think like a lot of motivated teams and i mean look at this look at the sixers we're gonna have a healthy joel Embiid and ben simmons yeah ben wouldn't have been around for the playoffs ben wouldn't ben would have missed started missed the start at least in april they said he wouldn't have been ready until at least may if not june so i mean in is so but i still think the clippers are are until somebody takes down Kawhi in four games out of seven, I think, which LeBron might be the only guy that can, and I and the same goes for LeBron. Someone's got to beat him four out of seven times. But I feel That's like true. I feel like the Clippers have a much better supporting staff, a much better coach, um, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like just watching them play, they play like a team because that team's been together longer. I mean, they, I know they just got Kawhi, but everybody else has been there for a couple of years. So they're like, they have like, like, like better. I don't know. I just think the Clippers, I'd be shocked if LeBron beats them. I'm going to put it that way. I think the Clippers. I think you can go either way. I think we're going either way. I think, I think Kawhi is going to be too much for LeBron. And I think Paul George can equal out Anthony Davis and Lou Williams and the other Patrick Beverly and the other supporting guys, Land Shamit, like, they're just the Clippers are a really good team. They have uh, Montrez Hartnell, the center, who's way underrated in the middle. Way underrated. Um, I, the Clippers are a really good team. They're really good. But so are the Lakers. I mean, LeBron's LeBron. He's he's the yep. best in the league right now. I, I I don't take that away from him. I think he still has. If I had, if I had to play, if I had to play one game and I get the first pick, I'm picking LeBron. I mean, I'm not not picking LeBron still. 
and they still and they also have Anthony Davis. I, I think it's, I think he's one of those guys that just because like I can't believe he didn't sign that extension like two months ago, like before the pandemic. They offered him the max, like the forty million a year, and he was and he went and he and he and he didn't sign it. He's like he wants to see what's out there. I still part, feel like he thinks he can be the man somewhere. He does. I don't think, and I think because Kyrie hated it. I think. Dwayne Wade didn't mind it because they were friends, but they talk about it like you got to be willing to play in LeBron's shadow. Like it's no longer like, hey, after a thirty-point game, they come up to you and talk to you because you had thirty points. It's LeBron. Why did you only have twenty-two tonight, but you had fifteen? Is like no matter what you do, LeBron's the first thing. Come on, you're a superstar. You don't want that, man. Like, and because I heard that he might want to go to the Knicks. Like Anthony Davis wants what every other guy wants. He wants the ability to listen to teams, to have those meetings, to get wined and dined, and to listen. He has never had that opportunity. No, and then so, neither did Kawhi, and that's why Kawhi did it. And if exactly. you think about it, I mean, did anybody really think he was going to go to the Clippers over the Lakers? I did mean, any, I don't Did anyone think that he was going to get traded to the Raptors and win a championship? Like, that was amazing. Like that now, to me going to happen. Yeah, I mean, after he said he wanted out and. Like held out, held out, like yeah. But you, when he got traded there, no one was like, "Oh, Toronto's going to win the championship." No, no, I didn't think he was going to win it at all. But I, I, I wasn't shocked that they got to the finals. Like that didn't shock me. Mm. That they, that, I mean, he's he's he became the best player in the East, and Kyle and, and Kyle Lowry's probably one of the most underrated point guards in the league. He's still an Olympian, and Serge Ibaka is one of the best big men. And they got other three point shooters, and I love. Fucking uh, Van uh, Van Fleer or Van Van, Fleer. Van Fleet Van Fleet. He's fucking. He's he's a monster, dude. He all he does is hit big threes. When he, yeah, when Serge, he, Ibaka was, Serge Ibaka was like gravely underutilized on Oklahoma. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. He, he saw, and then they. Oh yeah, the best player, uh, Siakam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, him too. NBA come out, you know, a breakout player of the year. He's the guy that breaks out, you know, yeah. like, talked about that on the last podcast. It's like, you, you know, there's always that one guy that you don't, you don't plan for. You don't see it coming, you know? No. And he put the work in and that's what like, I, yeah, I think we all see is frustrating is he couldn't shoot nearly as good as Ben when he came into the league and he, he fucking put the work in and now he's a sniper. I mean, he's automatic from fucking 17 and in and he'll bang out a three every now and again. Right. Like, but he put the work in. Like, he talks about it. He's like, I just shoot for two, three hours a day and just every day try to get better and better. And you guys have a sleeper team in the West. Like, do you still see, like, teams like Houston still, like, potentially, like, you know, pulling out an upset? I see a sleeper team being, like, a Denver. Yeah, I was going to say. Really yeah. Jokic. Yeah. Jokic is really good. They got like three. Yeah, sl- he slimmed up. He did. He lost some weight. Um, I think he got the virus. I think I think he got he got the virus um, gotcha. a while ago. But they have like one of those teams where like you don't know their players, but they all score like eighteen a game on the Nuggets. It's just, another. It's another well balanced, well coached <laughs> team. Yep, and they have a really good underrated coach. Um, but they're kind of one of those teams that like. They're kind of matching nightmares for a lot of teams. And they got shooters in size. So yep. they got Paul Millsap, too. I like him. Yeah. He, he hits big buckets. So I think Denver would be my sleeper team. But, you know. Uh, also, I'm going to throw a team out there. The Mavericks. 
No, I thought about them. They're not ready yet. They're still All two right. away. But but they're now Luca's. I say I, I say in a year <laughs> or two, John. All right, I'm, I'm I'm it's on it's on record. Mavericks. They're going to be a tough out. They they could maybe get out of the first round, but Luca Luca's the real deal. Like he'll probably be the best. He's probably, he'll be a top three player within two or three years on this trajectory. He'll be the him Zion like. They'll be the face of the league when LeBron goes. Um, it'll be like Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's gonna go well. He's like he's like Dirk 2.0 down there. He's better than Dirk. He's what he's 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 what we thought we were gonna get him. Ben Simmons, a point guard and a forwards body who just has balls to just give me the ball and we go win the game. And he wants the ball in his hands. He shoots a little too much for a point guard, but when he puts up a 40 a game, it's tough to argue and you win. I didn't know he was a, as whiny as he is, too. He's he a little whiny. Flames. He's like Dwayne Wade, dude. Every missed shot, he's fouled. And he's he a little whiny. Fouled. Yeah, and he's a shit talker, too, apparently. He's a big shit talker. I don't mind that. So, Iger, that's good. He's one of those guys that, like, you know, we won't see him but twice a year, obviously, but he's going to be one of those guys that's just going to put up 30, and you're like, respect his game, but you hate playing because he's, like, good, and but he's kind of a jerk-off. Yeah, when you don't, you know, when he's not on your team, obviously, right? Like, I don't think, like, I don't think Ben's like well perceived in the league by, like, I think JoJo is like well liked. I don't know how well like Ben Ben is by like other players and like, is he kind of a shit talker a little bit? He plays hard. He'll put his chest in you a little bit on defense, which I love. I and that's why I wish John loved Ben Simmons too. It's not that I don't love Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a type of player who you they get so you get so aggravated with him because he has potential, but you just don't. I don't see the. I use the word want to or have to or whatever. I, you, it, there's that, you know. I, the, I use that Kobe Kobe mentality, which isn't even fair to Ben Simmons to put him in that. But there are guys out there that like have the talent that he has. And if he were, is he able just to focus on basketball and not esports and all this other crap? He would be in the in the you know the the discussion to be one of the best players in the NBA. Instead, he is going to be, you know, labeled as you know not a guy in that category, and and that's frustrating, especially when he plays for your team, and you you want to see a guy like that do well and succeed. And win and bring a championship. It's frustrating. Frustrating. It is. Uh, no, I agree. No, and I won't hit a jump shot. Hit. Like you know, it would be different. If, it would be different if he did everything but didn't have a foul shot. You know what I mean? Or did everything and didn't have a left hand or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just super frustrating. And especially on top of that, he's got a hundred and some million dollar contract, max money. Come on, 150, man. 150 mil. Well, that being said. Happy birthday, Ben Simmons. We love you. Happy 24th. Hope you scored 24 points in the opener. I hope I hope you shoot the basketball. That's a John, I don't get crazy. That's like seeing the that's like seeing the Easter bunny. All right. Yeah, well. Some people said they've seen it <laughs> until I do. The Sixers aren't gonna win a championship until Ben Simmons can shoot a jump shot. Oh, you might as well just say the Sixers aren't gonna win a championship. Say again? You might as well just say they're not going to win a championship. 
Well, I mean, there there is a there is a possibility that all of a sudden slightly, I, that is that is slightly debatable. I think it's up to Brett Brown to figure this shit out. No, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. It's not. It's not Brett Brown's problem. The pro, Ben Simmons is the one that has the problem. Well, Brett, Brett, Brett can't make him go out and shoot. The ball. I think he's just he, he's addressing it though in the sense he's taking the ball out of Ben's hands now. He's he, he will no longer run the offense. Because he's not a threat at all to shoot. So yeah. Ben. So in, in essence, uh, I mean, the way I see it is, if Ben Simmons doesn't shoot a jump shot, but we put more points on the board than the opposite team, we're still going to win the game. Yeah. And I think that's reality. It's Brett saying, "All right, Ben, I've asked you. I've, I've talked to you a thousand times. I'm sure you don't want to do it. That's fine, but you can't be the point guard. You can't be the point guard in my offense if you're not going to shoot." This is all spin because all of a sudden when they went down to the bubble, it's like, oh, practice footage of now Ben Simmons not playing point guard. It's like, oh, here we go. It's like a a different spin on the Sixers. And it's like, it's so tiring. It's so tiring. I think what it is, yeah, I mean, it's, they're not winning a lot of games. I mean, they haven't won a lot as a team yet, so you don't want to deal with drama. But, but the reality is, like, this is a big thing. Like, I guarantee Ben is not on, happy man. about this at all. Bill, Bill, here's the thing. If this was the, the, the spark for Brett Brown to make a change, why didn't he do it in December, in January, or even after the All-Star break? Because basically, no. this is a big deal to where, I, I, I mean, he has to be a big boy because he's getting paid a lot of money. But I got to think Ben is furious about this because he's always said from day one, I'm a point guard. And now he's got to sit there and say, no, I'm, a, I'm power forward. And I guarantee, like, Brett knew, like, this is his last thing to play, card to play, because he's going to get fired, basically. And he probably told that to Ben, like, listen, if you're not going to shoot, I'm going to get fired, basically. I, I love you, but you got to play the four. And I think Ben is so fucked up in the head with shooting, he agreed to it. But I guarantee it's not been an easy transition. I mean, you can't tell a guy with Ben Simmons' ego, but yet, yeah, I mean, you know, it's gonna get demoted. Yeah, I mean, you've been demoted. You, you will no longer run our offense. You're just gonna be underneath, grabbing rebounds, and if you get a rebound, you can fast break on defense. But other than that, you should look for Shake Milton to give him the ball. He's our point guard. So it's, I mean, that's you're right, John. It's disappointing with Ben because it's like he's basically been demoted <laughs> at this point. I I just think that. You know, this whole thing with like, oh, Brett Brown's got this idea and he's going to move him to the three and, and that's going to all of a sudden solve all the problems. It's just not. It's not going to do well, it. Well, I, I, I mean, we're, we're going to see, but what was our biggest problem? Spacing on the half-court set. Now that ben, ben not having the ball in his hand and Shake, who's a willing shooter, loves to shoot, you put the ball in his hand, now you have to guard five on five. I mean, we saw okay, it in well, Is Joel not going to be at the top of the key? Well, well if it is, it's going to be a him and shake to where one of them is going to be open to shoot. Where when it was him and Ben, they left Ben wide open and Ben didn't shoot. So it was easy to defend, at least now with shake. I'm not trying to say shake is, you know, James Harden by any means. But at least he's got balls and he's willing to shoot. Like, if he misses the act time... He could be that guy that no one has a plan for. He's supposed he the way he plays is literally Markel's game. It's he can run the point, play off the ball, but he wants to shoot. Like he's a willing scorer. And that's what we need out of the point. And I think 
what the hope is, John, is now that Ben's kind of out of the way on offense, you still got to guard him on defense and box him out. So now it's you got to guard five guys on defense again on offense for us. But when for the last year and a half, it's kind of been four on five. Like whoever guards, whoever Ben man is, hangs back in the foul line area, fucking it up for Joel. So I guess proof's in the pudding because the article I read today, like 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 executives were around the league were like shocked that they're doing this now, but they're like this could be boom or bust. Like this could blow up Ben and Ben not want to be in Philly for for the, for losing the point guard ability. Or this makes Ben a 25 and 15 a game scorer, and it's a win-win for everybody. Because now Ben's just going to get the ball on the block and rebound and dunk and run the fast break. What he's good at. That was the case again. Again, answer my question. If that was the case, and this was the idea, why didn't it happen much sooner? Why did it take the pandemic and the bubble in Orlando to make this happen? If we didn't have a pandemic and we were just going to play basketball and straight through, and it would have been over. Ben Simmons would not have been transitioned. I don't think that's true, John, in the sense that when Shake Millen started, and I texted you those those 12 games he started and he scored almost 20 a game, Ben was out. I think the way Shake played showed them how good they can be on offense. Like they lost, they they were only, I think, seven and five the games he started. But if you look at them, they lost like every game by like two or three, even to the Clippers by like three points. They were in every fucking game because they had their scoring points. And I think the goal was once they saw that, okay, when Ben gets healthy, because he was hurt the last month of the season, is okay, when Ben gets healthy, time to move him. And let's do, and if it fails, oh well, but Shake scoring 20, 30 a game, fuck it, let him put the ball in his hands. Well, I'll be, I'll be wrong if it works, but I just think it's too little, too late. And 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 it could be. I mean, you're putting a lot of Shake Mill, he's 20 years old, second year in the league, you know, but. He was a first-round talent. He blew out his knee senior year in college. Matt Sullen played live. You know, he, he's, he's a baller. He's got balls. He goes to the rack, and he has that James Harden. Not saying he's as good as I'm not trying to get crazy. He's fearless. But he has the fearlessness, and he has that, like, slow kind of, like, slow-motion, quick drive to where he, like, stutter steps, and he gets separation. Like, he just always gets your shot off. He's a finisher. Like, and I think the Sixers – might have gotten lucky and with all our first round picks and this and that, a guy in the second round might be our best guard. We've drafted yep. in 10 years. And, but it's a big if though, John, I agree. It's a lot of faith in shake Milton. Sugar shake. So they make this move. Ben Simmons moves down to the four. They fall flat on their face in Orlando. How big of a mess is it? Brett Brown's fired day one of the off season. hundred percent. That'll and, that that'll be his last show. And, and, and they'll give him another year because of this pandemic. They'll they'll trade Al Horford in the offseason. They'll eat a bunch of salary. They'll unload Al. Um, and I, I think there's a chance that we would trade Ben. Wait, John, you're, you're saying Brett Brown gets a pass for COVID? One hundred percent. Brett Brown. Brett Brown will be back if next there's year. No there's no asterisk. There's no asterisk on the on on the trophy. Why should Brett Brown get? an asterisk or a pass because of COVID. I agree. He's out. First round he's series out. lost. He's, he's out. out. He's I, out. Just, I just think from a from a organizational perspective, I'm not saying they're the smartest people. I, I just think that they will look at this as That's a... How see it. That's how they'll see it. 
they'll see it as a well it's unfortunate that it didn't work out the way it should have and and when i say should have like a normal season and any excuses would have been you know excuses like i i don't know i just don't i, I just don't think that he how do I say this? I think he's going to get, I just think he's going to get another chance. And, that, and and you could be right. And I guess my, where my opinion goes is I feel like it's the opposite with him. I feel like they're looking for a reason to keep him as opposed to him. Like, like he has to impress them, like make a conference finals appearance or like if we stay healthy and we don't make it to the conference finals, and we lose to the Celtics in second round. Like, I don't know how you bring Brett Brown back, John. I just, I, I don't see it. How for three years in a row you lose in the second round, and this is the second year in a row you've spent major money on this team. Like, as, whether it's fair or not, the Sixers need a Joe Girardi type of coach. Whether it's a Thibodeau, I don't know who, but a veteran guy who could really, That's I don't know. Because I mean, look at that, John. I mean, you said, I mean, Brett called out his second best player in Benson, a guy who he's supposed to be close to off the court through family ties. And I believe he is and said, shoot one, three, a game made it public, made it public. And Ben literally did nothing. And there was zero recourse from Brett. You think Phil Jackson, Brad Stevens, doc rivers allows that to happen. I, I, I don't think, I don't think the Sixers are run by Brett Brown. No, you're, I wouldn't, and, and I think that's part right. of the reason why he would not be gone. And, and you could be right, you know, that, you know, the way Harris looks at it is we sell out every game when there's fans, so why fuck that up? If we can win 50 games every regular season, be a 3, 4, 5 seed, and I make money, oh, well, you know, championships aren't everything. We'll try again next year, buy more tickets, buy more jerseys, buy more, be- like, and you're very true. I mean, that was – People got on the Bengals for all those years. Marvin, I mean, Marvin Lewis was coached for 15 years, never won a playoff game, but he made the playoffs like eight or nine times. And their, you know, mentality was ownership. They always used to say, allegedly, was, well, every year we sell out the games. Like, why change things? Like, we're not going to win it with them, but we're not going to lose with them either. So we're making Dude, money. And that's, me, I think, what the pictures are. If you told me, like, hey, there's, there's uh, rumors that, a Van Gundy. I'm, not, I'm just throwing names out there. These are guys that I necessarily want. But like, if Doc Rivers was available, or someone, someone that was a a a coach that you could see, you know, taking this team and winning a championship with, then I'd be like, okay, maybe Brett Brown's gone. But there's nobody out there. No, like you, right. if, if you told me Jeff Van Gundy is the guy. Or even I'll even put this like Mike Dan- D'Antoni because I think Mike D'Antoni, oh, they, I think God. they've always had a backup plan, and I think the guy that we were going to have as our our next coach is now coaching the Suns. Yeah, Monty yeah, Williams. And he, he, should he, be was our, he was the guy. He was the guy. He should have been the guy. You're right. He was being groomed, and I think they felt with just Joel not I being. Think we should try to get him back. You, we, and, you, and, you, and, and you never know, he could want to come back. I mean, it's like he can decide, do, do I want to coach Ben Simmons and Joel and Toby or Devin Booker and Deontay Ayton? You know, yeah. it's up to him. But so Best available NBA head coaching candidates for 2020-2021 season. 
You Tom got Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, I don't want Jerry Stackhouse. No. Kenny no. Atkinson. No. David Fisdale. I don't mind him, but no. Jason Kidd. Yes, I think he's he's the kind of coach that we need. I'm telling you. Tim uh, Duncan. No, oh God. No. Oh, I'd love, I'd love, it'd be cool to have him as a coach, though. I'd be I, cool. I definitely interviewed Tim Duncan. And Becky Hammond. I'd um, interview her too. I'll interview her. Bill. <laughs> I said I'd interview her. What are you talking about? I'll be fresh. Pants <laughs> would be on. So, out of that crop, you got what? Two and a half guys. Yeah. Well, one. one lady, excuse me. One lady. And yeah, I, two and a half guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, all right, because we're all on the fence with Fizdale. Fizdale will be interesting, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I think he has he's a player. I, coach. Tires, I, 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 yeah. tires on kid. I'd kick the tires on kid because he he was ultimately the one that turned the the Bucks around, and they just knew that he he wasn't the long term plan, but he he pretty much beat beat on that team. They beat he beat them into submission to where like okay these guys are tough now. Now we need a, a strategic coach to kind of you know who knows a little bit more of the X's and O's of things and can manage egos a little bit more than than Jason. Jason was like that's the problem with him. He's like one speed. You know what I mean? He doesn't know how to dial off a guy. Like he he'll just run you into the ground. I, I don't think that they would hire any of those guys, unfortunately. I think they would do like a Doug Peterson type thing. I think they would get they would hire a guy off a bench, a young, fresh mind. Unfortunately. I just I, I just don't these guys aren't basketball guys. They're just not. You know what I mean? This isn't I an now I forget his name that he but he looked to Spurs for a long time that said might get an opportunity with the team. I forget his name, shit. He's on the he's, he's an assistant team now, dude. I wouldn't I wouldn't bat your eyes at Becky Hammond. She's played. I don't know. It's a different game though, and 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 this isn't the whole women shouldn't be. It's just a different game. I'm sorry. I I can argue that with the WNBA women all day long. You never played a game above the rim, so don't tell me you know how to understand the game. Not that I think we played that game, but it's just a different game, dude. It's a different game. It's. I know Dexter the nose are somewhat similar, and she probably is. I know maybe I'm being stubborn in my thinking, but I still think when it comes to sports, men's sports are different than women's sports. It just is. Yeah. Well, here's here's the other thing. If you run out, if you run Coach out, and you know Ben Ben does what Ben Ben wants to do, and he's not going to listen to the coach, and you run the coach out. What coach are you going to bring in that, that Ben Ben's going to listen to? Because he already well, has his money. I think we would trade Ben. I think that's part of the thing. It's we would probably trade Ben. We would decide, do we want to keep Ben or Joel? I think if not that to this Orlando season, but if next year we don't make a deep run with the same team, I guarantee Ben or Joel's gone. There's no way they're both here in two more years. No way. Zero percent. Zero percent. Chance. I'd like to think that it's Ben over Joel. I would agree with Matt. Actually. Barring any injury situation. I, and I could be wrong. I mean, I know they keep saying that, you know, they 
when they're on the court together, that you know, they're that you know, they're dynamic. And and I and I and I think that could be the case when Ben can just kind of gravitate towards the hoop and you know be a pest on offense, like with rebounds and shit. But I, I you know, I and always and cheap, always it's always a big man you can get cheap. No, and I mean, it's but it's, if you if you keep the coach killer on the team, and you accommodate the guy who refuses to do what he's asked. And you trade the guy who would run through a wall for you if he could. What message does that send to the locker room? I don't. I don't know if I if I would equivalent. I don't know if the comparison to Joel Embiid is a, a guy who would run through a wall for you. Yes, he would. He plays. He's on oh, the yeah? all the time because he plays hard. He's, he's clumsy. Shows up out of shape. That's the same guy. Come on, come on. We're we're so stuck in the. We're so stuck in comparing guys. To, to, to guys like Michael and Kobe, and I'll even throw guys like LeBron in there. It's not even close. It's not who, even who's compared close. Compared to any one of those guys. Uh, but, like, John, the, the difference is, all right, Jaw shows up out of shape sometimes, and that, that sucks. But, like, look at Ben Simmons. He could be one of the best players in the world if he just worked on his craft. He, he just doesn't care. He's made his money. He's got his cars. He's famous, and he doesn't give a shit. I think you could put those two guys, Jesse, in the same category. I think they have – I mean, they're not perfect. Neither of them are. But, you know, I, I would I would tend to stay with Ben only because of the, the talent there. If you could get it to kind of – if you could get a coach in there to kind of work with him. And he's healthy. He plays 82 games Joel, a year. Joel is, is two, three years away from, like, Andrew Bynum knees. No, and, that, and, and I think that's the reality, too, is I think Joel has three probably years tops of being an elite center. Because he's an elite center. He's, he's arguably the best center in the league um, when he shows up. But I think you're right. I think he's got two, probably three years left to win a ring. Like, and I, I, don't, win and I don't think it's right necessarily to to sort of – compare those guys with the LeBrons and the Kobe's of the world. But if you're going to build your roster with a guy, I would start with Ben. I would start with Ben. It would have been, I would have made that argument two or three years ago with Joel when Joel was coming, coming back from the foot and all that other stuff. And you saw him, you're like, wow, if this guy only had a piece, Oh, Ben Simmons would be the perfect piece. And that's great. But with his age now, it's just not – nothing's getting any better. It's, it's just not. It's no, just it, not. It, it's, like, it's like the argument we say. And it's, not, it's not Orlando Shaq. It's, it's like it's Phoenix Sun Celtic Shaq. You I don't know what I mean? Even Miami Shaq. But I do agree is you don't get healthier naturally as you get older. Like if you get hurt a lot when you're 22, 23, freak accidents or not, some people just have tendencies to get hurt, and Joel's that kind of person. He plays well, especially his- when you're seven foot plus. Yeah, know. I mean, you know, you're you're an oversized human being. I mean, there's very few seven foot people in the world. You're an oversized human being. Yeah. Your body just, you know, unfortunately, you're not Kevin Durant or Giannis. Where, but I mean, but I mean, for being honest, they were saying that if it wasn't for this delay, he might would have missed at least the first round of the playoffs, if not second round of the playoffs too. 
Like there's, these guys are just so big and they get hurt and I don't know, man. It's I would trade I would trade Joel and B tomorrow and keep Al Horford on this team because I know what I can get out of Al Horford. Joel Embiid is such a question. Well, Joel will get you a lot more. Exactly. Joel could get you a superstar. Yes, he would get you a a someone. Uh, you know, you know what I think he would he would get, and people scoff at this, but I tell you, if you really watch him play and like see what he does, I would trade Joel if he went down that route for Zach Levine on the Bulls. He is one of those guys that's a superstar on a bad team. A star kind of player, he's but like that's who you would get for Joel. Like like you're not gonna get Devin Booker or Dame Lillard. The guys aren't gonna give that up unless for some reason they wanted out of town really bad and you had to. But I I mean I still want you I still want Joel to be here three or four or five years and retire a sixer because I don't think he'll play much into his thirties. He'll get hurt too much. Think about how impressive this is. I was just thinking, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, seven foot two, right? Yeah. Different era, you know, still like over seven feet. Played 20 years. In 20 years. At a high level. How many three-pointers did he take in 20 years? Wilt Chamberlain. He played not as many as Kareem, but... Take a guess. He played from 59 to 73. That's 14 years. I mean, think about that. It's crazy. Seven foot one. Yeah, but he, but, but he, he, he always came into games feeling just relaxed, nice and relaxed. Yeah. I Will, mean, they struggled with injuries too, I'm sure, you know? Oh, Will, I mean, I mean Will definitely did. Imagine Will, Will had problems big time. The money he had to spend on uh, wraps and ice for his knees after every game. Fucking just no, I mean it's not it's you know, and you know, these guys are are great athletes, but yeah, you know, it's it's uh you know, can't skip the injury well. And especially when you know Kareem was playing, like the league was so much more physical. Yeah. Well yeah, I mean the refs didn't call it unless it was like he got like blood blooded in the pain almost. Yeah, or like massacred. Like they didn't call tic tacs. Oh, he hit you. Oh, you hit his elbow after the shot was like. Those are the worst calls now. Like somebody shoots the three, it's halfway to the rim, and that guy gets his elbow hit. Oh, shooting motion. It's like the ball's halfway to the rim. Like you know yeah. that. But that's where the playoffs are fun because they stop calling those ticky tack fouls in the playoffs. So you, like you got to really fucking foul somebody to get the whistle, and that's why everybody loves NBA playoffs because it's basketball we're used to watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, you know, they, you know, I don't know. Oh, man, LeBron got some gray in his beard, showing LeBron that he has a little gray going in that beard. Yes, we all do. Tell me about it. Once you, when, once you the upper 30s, there's no looking back. That's right. That's right. Well, any final thoughts, fellas, before we hang it up? Now we're hoping that next episode we'll have some scores to talk about in baseball at least. Absolutely. And hopefully, yeah, yeah the uh, see how the union finished tonight out. It's tied right now. Was in it still? It's uh, they. It uh, the game is over. Uh, the ref missed a handball at the end, but oh, they yeah, haven't the, played in, in the 
in the box. He was in the box too. Yeah. That been a penalty kick? That be a PK? Yep. Uh, yeah. They haven't played well. They haven't played a, a full game yet. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. Um, but unfortunately, they're going to get the. Um, they're going to get a, a team that's probably pretty good and probably going to beat the brakes off of them in the next round. So we'll see. Uh, dude, I love, how, I love how Jesse always keeps that those positive vibes flowing on Fortnite <laughs> podcast. Hey, man, I've been a I've been a fan of this team for Keep a long real. for Keep a long time, and they always find a way to shoot themselves in the dick and. Um, you need to score goals, and they're they're not scoring goals, and that's right. a problem. Yeah, I mean that's that's the object of the game, right? Yeah, put so. the ball in the net. Well, guys, till next time. Everybody, stay safe. Keep it real. Go, and- birds.